You're listening to the Eltham Baptist Church Podcast. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about the, the image of God, and especially as it, as it relates to our vision and, and purpose as a church. And a good question to ask on this issue is, why do we have images of God? God's seen here, God's seen a little bit here, and some understanding of God here. What do all of these images of God actually attain? Well, they lead to glory for God. The images of God give God glory and help Him to be seen, of course, for for who He really is. Many years ago, we were um, in the US and we had the opportunity uh, courtesy of some frequent flyer points, to, to head up to Canada. And it's a little bit of a tricky tricky one. Those of you who use frequent flyer points, you know, actually, no, they never quite work perfectly. So we flew into one city and flew out of another city and so forth. But, but it was a beautiful trip and a, and a wonderful little break away. We went to a place called Lake Louise, just a little bit uh, um, west of Banff. And, and um, there in the Rockies in Canada, we, we were treated to the most magnificent view. The place that we were staying was right on the lake, and, and uh, I'd actually um, I'd noticed that you could join you know, the President's Club for free. And I thought, well, why not? You know, I don't know what happens by joining the President's Club, but it can't be a bad thing. And anyway, so I joined the President's Club, and, and uh, lo and behold, we got a free upgrade to a corner room, which meant the view of the lake wasn't totally blocked like the economy room that we, we first checked into. And in the corner of our room, we could just see, if you stretched out at the right angle, you could just see just part of this beautiful emerald lake. And in the background, of course, were these snow-capped mountains. It was absolutely amazing. And it got me thinking about my little place in history, the number of people who had come and visited this site throughout the years, the, the first person to ever you know, negotiate that area of the Rockies and stumble upon this, this view. And, and, and generations afterwards, the pioneers, the people who built the railway, the, and then as the, you know, it built up and tourism came to this lake, I, I kind of thought, wow, how many hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of people have come to this place and enjoyed this view and watched glaciers, you know, advance and recede. And it was just, it's just stunning. But it also made me feel very small and just to appreciate my place in history, space and time. And it gave me a sense of valuing time and even, even destiny. You see, what I was looking at affected me. It made me think about about who I was and my sense of belonging in a, this huge parade of humanity that had been, been walking through this particular area and all those who have, who have been able to lay their eyes on, on this, this marvellous, marvellous visual treat. On another occasion in Papua New Guinea at a place called the Submarine Base just off the shore of Rabol, we did our final checks with our scuba gear, gave the thumbs up, the three of us, and, and slowly let some of the air out of our buoyancy vest and, and descended under the surface. It was this amazing drop-off point where you just walked over the shallows and then it dropped some 50 metres. Then there was a small shelf and it dropped another 100. Well, we were only interested in exploring this first 50. That's where the best colour is. And, 
And as we just descended beneath the surface and started to just explore the wonders of God's creation below the surface there, I was blown away again. Absolutely amazing. Colors that I'd never seen before. They don't have a name for some of these colors. Fish and, and coral and, and there's little, little fish that I'd never seen in my entire life sort of darted in and out of the coral and the plant life there. Again, I was, I was just struck by being there at that particular moment to capture this. And the thought just occurred to me how privileged I was to have this moment, how privileged I was to, to be able to scuba dive. And, and what, if I, what if I couldn't scuba dive? What if I wasn't here on this particular day, this particular moment? I would never have seen that fish. I would never have seen these things. How privileged am I? And I had such an awareness of the beauty of God's creation how marvelous it was, and that he had planted this here to be discovered. Who says God's not adventurous and doesn't expect us to have a bit of a sense of adventure as well? Here it was, lying beneath the surface. You would only be aware of it if you were brave enough to dive under and to, to have a bit of a fossic. God is so good. And I just, just marveled at at the splendor of what I was seeing, and it affected me again. What I was seeing affected me, and it gave me such a sense of stewardship, of looking after this marvelous creation of God's and the oceans that we have and so forth. You see, what we see affects us in different ways. And we have um, a verse in... In 1 John chapter 3, 2, which talks about this very matter. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. It's an interesting verse. Particularly this last little bit. I want us to just focus on that for a minute. We know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Remember I just said that when we see something amazing, it affects us in some way. A day is coming when we are going to see Jesus Christ as he really is. We often refer to this as, as his glory, to see God as he really is. A day will come when we will see God in all all of his glory. Right now, that's somewhat veiled. We don't see it as it really is. We don't see him as he really is. That's why various images of God are so important to, to help us to understand his nature. But a day is coming when all those who believe will see God for who he really is. And I've got to say, it's going to be bigger and better than the Rockies. That's just a part of his creation. The creator is above that. It's going to be bigger and better than the Great Barrier Reef or, or, the, or the coral of Rabal. It's going to be more marvelous than that even. That's the creation. The creator is even more splendid than that. We are going to see God in all of his splendor, in all of his majesty. He's going to be wonderful beyond description. We're going to see him in all of his glory. That view will be an amazing moment. How much fun would it be, and, and this is just me in my more sanguine moments, but how much fun would it be for all of us to, 
to all reach under our seats and, and pull out a ticket that's you know, have a surprise holiday to some amazing destination. I don't know, where would you like to go? America, where, where in America? Los Angeles. Yep, yep, we could, we could go there. It's a pretty, pretty amazing, amazing city. You've got the, you've got the um, snow, snow-capped mountains on one side, and then just about an hour's drive away, you've got the coast. Yeah, we could go to Los Angeles. Where else? If you're pulling the ticket out, what would you like to read? Lake Louise. That would be a lovely place to go. Yes. Where else? Come on, you've dreamed. Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty fascinating place. Culture, history. Where else? Austria. Yes. See, well, what was it that produced Max and Liza? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Again, so much history. Wow. You've probably all got a place in your mind. That'd be fun to do. Sorry, don't bother reaching under your seats. There's nothing there. But if, if I could, I would. If we reached under our seats, we all had this holiday destination and we could all go there. Camping would be fun, wouldn't it, Gudrun? Camping in tents under the stars. That would be so much fun. And let's say it was to some place where we were just blown away by the beauty of God's creation. We could enjoy it together. It would be marvelous. But it would be nothing on a very real day where we are going to take a little journey together. A day where we won't have to reach under our seats for a make-believe ticket that Stuart sold you. It's fraudulent. But we will actually be caught up. That's the way that the Bible describes it. We will be caught up one day when he comes again and we will see the glory of God. We will see God as he really is. And you know what's going to happen in that moment. Remember, when you see something, it has the ability to affect you. We will be affected. The most incredible change in your entire life will be affected. You will become like him. Completely. For you shall see him as he really is. It's going to be incredible, guys. It's real. I know. Perhaps you haven't contemplated this before. Perhaps this is the first time you've, you've really thought about this moment, the second coming, the rapture, that moment where we, we go home. And, and you've never really thought about the fact that what will it be like? Well, we will see his glory. We will see him as he really is. And as a result, we will become like him. No more imperfections. That little thing about your Christian life that has been so difficult to overcome done just like that what Christ has accomplished for us each and every one of us will be our current and real experience in theology we call this aspect of our salvation glorification and Jesus said in John chapter 17, I have given them the glory that you gave me. And we see it in part, but we don't see it in full yet. We will, though. We will. This is our hope. And it's an amazing hope, yeah? And you are allowed to get your hopes up about this particular hope. You can. Hang out for it. Long for it. Love it. 
Wait for, the, wait for the day and think about it often. Your glorification is something that you should be excited about. It really is. That moment when you see God in all of his splendor and it has a transformational effect on your life. It's a real thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's the Christian hope. But that... We are still waiting for this side of heaven, this side of glory. Now, here and now, there's another aspect to our salvation that we are working on. And, and we, we see this in this verse, John chapter 15, verse 8. Now, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. You probably notice that. It doesn't say disciples over there, and I've noticed that too, actually. <laughs> so why do we have the word abide? Well, in John chapter 15, verses 1 to 7, the nature and essence of discipleship is described. And you know the key word for describing it? Abide. An abiding relationship is the, is the nature, it's the description of what discipleship looks like this side of heaven. Now, a day will come where the glory of God himself, totally revealed, will affect a change this way in our lives. We will become like him, for we shall see him as he really is, and we will become like him, done, perfected, beautiful, complete. This side of heaven, though, it kind of works a little bit more this way. We haven't seen God in all of his splendor, in all of his glory. We haven't seen that yet. So we are not completed. We are not fully like him. We long to be, but we're not. So how does it work this side of glory? Well, we have the image of God perfectly represented for us. In Jesus Christ. Hebrews 1 chapter 3 says, The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. The sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being. He has been revealed to us and he is being revealed in us. This side of glory, things work this way. We have glimpses of God and we see most perfectly and most beautifully the image of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And he calls us to follow him. And as we abide in Christ, who is the perfect representation of God, as we abide in Jesus Christ and he dwells within us, he produces fruit in our, our life so that we are like him. And this to our Father's glory. Um, again, in terms of our salvation and what God is doing, um, this aspect is called sanctification. This is our, um, in Christ, becoming more and more like him, producing more and more fruit like Jesus Christ, so that God may be glorified. This is actually the, the purpose of discipleship. What we're explaining here, the purpose of discipleship, is, is actually the vision statement of Eltham Baptist Church as, as abiding disciples. I'll put the two words together there for us. As abiding disciples of Jesus Christ, we desire to live fruitful lives. 
So our God is seen for who he really is. One day, we'll cross over into eternity, and and on that day, we'll see God as he really is, in all of his splendor, in all of his wonder, and we'll become immediately, instantly, beautifully, and perfectly like him. That's a wonderful hope to hang on to. For now, we live by faith. And it comes this way. We have the, the image of God captured in the face of Jesus Christ. And as we abide in Jesus Christ and, and he abides within us, he produces marvelous fruit just like God so that we are able to be like him. And as we are, this brings God glory. Yes, still veiled somewhat, but nonetheless, it brings him glory. So our mission, if you like, is to be glory bearers throughout the world. God wants us to display his image wherever we are. You think about the week ahead of you and think about the workplace and where you're going to be working this week. Will people feel having interacted with you? Will they feel like they've, they've just met Jesus? Will they walk away from that encounter feeling a little bit like, huh, what was that? You know, if there was a God, I reckon he'd be a bit like that person I just met. I wonder, in the various places that we're going to find ourselves, in our families, that's a beauty. That's where we're, we're really on display, isn't it? <laughs> in our families, in our workplace, just in our neighborhood, in the busyness of life, when we're not intentionally and purposefully trying to bear the image of God and and display his glory. In those moments, it's a challenge to me as well. In those moments, will people feel like they've seen God? Will they feel like they've seen the image of God somehow that, that some goodness, some light, some truth, they've suddenly encountered that by their interaction with me? Will they feel that way? Um. What about our online presence in our social media? Will people feel like in your presence on Facebook? And I won't try and remember the other ones, Snapchat and stuff. Will people feel like they've seen something of the image of God? In my emails, the tone with which I write and what I write, will people feel like, Here's a little blessing. This is warm. There's a lovely tone to this, a very respectful tone. Will people feel like somehow they've encountered God? That's our mission. That's, that's what God longs for us to do. It's all about bearing his image, allowing the image of God to be seen. When that happens, he is glorified, and he longs to do that through his people. He longs to do that through you this week. Now, there are times where I guess we may feel a little bit like we have strayed from that place where we're in the center of his will and experiencing him. And in the Christian life, that is is why Jesus commended to us this sacrament, the Lord's Supper, 
a sacred meal in which we are remembering specifically how we share in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We take the bread and it reminds us of his body. We take the juice and it reminds us of his blood which has been shed for us. And it reminds us that he has covered all of our sin. It doesn't matter what you've done. He's covered it. He's forgiven you your sin and cleansed you from all unrighteousness. He has atoned for your sin. We have an accuser, the evil one. We mentioned him earlier. He loves, to, he loves to spend all of his time, both his work time and his leisure time, trying to convince you and I that we are something less than what we really are in Jesus Christ. The little fiery darts are constantly coming at us and... And the attempt, quite simply, is to, well, cause us to to not understand that we have been made in the image of God. To lure us into a sinful pattern of behavior akin to the old lifestyle that we once were, which has now been crucified. But as the accuser comes against us, in truth, he is not accusing you and I. His allegations are not against us. His allegations are against the power of the blood of Jesus Christ to cover you and I. Quite simply put, the blood of Christ is sufficient for your sin. And he rebukes, he himself Zechariah chapter 3, he himself rebukes anyone, the evil one, the accuser, who brings any allegation against you. Effectively, they're bringing it against him. And so this is that moment where we remember no allegation can stand. Our accuser is defeated at his game. We know who we are in Christ because of these elements. It is done. It is finished. You are forgiven and cleansed of all unrighteousness. It's a great celebration. It's a good thing, don't you think? That Jesus reminds us frequently to come back to this table again and again and again. He said, come back there. Remember me. Share in what it is that I've done for you. My death, my resurrection, it's done. Finished, complete. It is enough to cover you, no matter what you've done. It's what makes you who you are. It's what gives us relationship. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much for this evening and your word and the opportunity to to have a look at that purpose for which you have created us. It is an awesome thing to to bear the image of God, to be your glory bearers, as it were. And we, we wonder, who are we for such a task? I thank you that where we are totally inadequate, you cover us. We thank you for the bread and we thank you for the wine as reminders of all that you have done in your death and resurrection. 
to secure eternal life for us in a very real salvation. This is good news, very good news. And we rejoice in all that you have done for us and, and want to say thank you as we drink from the cup and as we eat the bread. You've been listening to the Eltham Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to hear more or simply pay us a visit, go to www.elthambaptist.net.